all Vaishnava devotees assembled. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the haven which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're continuing our uh, reading of Srimad Bhagavatam cover to cover for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas and the world and especially for the pleasure of Srila Prabhupada himself who was so eager uh, to have the whole world read his books and become re-spiritualized by this association. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram uh, from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, explains why we're doing this in a nutshell. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atini Chochatakada Hanamunchakadachin Mam Premna Ritkanda Yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay. We've reached the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, the creative impetus. 
Chapter 1 The Activities of Maharaj Priyavrata <clears throat> This chapter describes how King Priyavrata enjoyed royal opulence and majesty and then returned to full knowledge. King Priyavrata was detached from worldly opulence and then he became attached to his kingdom. But finally, he again became detached from material enjoyment and thus achieved liberation. When King Parikshit heard about this, he was struck with wonder. But he was somewhat bewildered as to how a devotee with no attachment for material enjoyment could later become attached to it. Thus, in astonishment, he questioned Shukadev Goswami about this. In response to the king's inquiries, Shukadev Goswami said that devotional service, being transcendental, cannot be deviated by any material influences. Priyavrata had received transcendental knowledge from the instructions of Narada, and therefore he did not want to enter a materialistic life of enjoyment in a kingdom. He accepted the kingdom, however, at the request of such superior demigods as Lord Brahma and Lord Indra, the King of Heaven. Everything is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Controller, and everyone must work accordingly. Just as a bull is controlled by a rope tied to its nose, so all conditioned souls are forced to work under the spells of the modes of nature. A civilized man, therefore, works according to the institution of varna and ashrama. Even in materialistic life, however, no one is free to act. Everyone is compelled to accept a certain type of body offered by the Supreme Lord and thus be allotted different grades of happiness and distress. Therefore, even if one artificially leaves home and goes to the forest, he again becomes attached to materialistic life. Family life is compared to a fortress for practicing sense control. When the senses are controlled, one may leave <clears throat> one may live either in at home or in the forest. There is no difference. When Maharaj Priyabrata, following the instructions of Lord Brahma, accepted the royal throne, his father Manu left home for the forest. Maharaj Priyabrata then married Marhishmati, the daughter of Vishwakarma. In the womb of Marhishmati, he begot ten sons named Agnidra, Idmajiva, Yagyabahu, Mahavira, Hiranyareta, Gritasprita, Savana, Midatiti, Vitihotra, and Kavi. He also forget one daughter whose name was Urjaswati. 
Maharaj Priyabrata lived with his wife and family. Sorry, I gotta turn down the sound. Okay. Maharaj Priyabrata lived with his wife and family for many thousands of years. The impressions from the rims of Maharaj Priyabrata's chariot wheels created seven oceans and seven islands. Of the ten sons of Priyabrata, three sons named Kavi, Mahavira, and Savana accepted sannyas, the fourth order of life, and the remaining seven sons became the rulers of the seven islands. Maharaj Priyabrata also had a second wife in whom he begot three sons named Uttama, Raivata, and Tamasa. All of them were elevated to the post of Manu. Shukadeva Goswami thus described how Maharaj Priyavrata achieved liberation. Text 1 King Parikshit inquired from Shukadeva Goswami, O great sage, why did King Priyavrata, who was a great self-realized devotee of the Lord, remain in household life, which is the root cause of the bondage of karma, fruitive activities, and which defeats the mission of human life. PURPORT In the fourth canto, Srila Shukadeva Goswami explains that Narada Muni perfectly instructed King Priyabrata about the mission of human life. The mission of human life is to realize oneself and then gradually go back home, back to Godhead. Since Narada Muni instructed the king fully on this subject, why did he again enter household life, which is the main cause of material bondage? Maharaj Preekshit was greatly astonished that King Priyavrata remained in household life, especially since he was not only a self-realized soul, but also a first-class devotee of the Lord. A devotee actually has no attraction for household life. But surprisingly, King Priyavrata enjoyed householder life very much. One may argue, why is it wrong to enjoy household life? The reply is that in household life one becomes bound by the results of fruitive activities. The essence of household life is sense enjoyment. And as long as one engrosses his mind in working hard for sense enjoyment, <clears throat> one becomes bound by the reactions of fruitive activities. This ignorance of self-realization is the greatest defeat in human life. The human form of life is especially meant for getting out of the bondage of fruitive activities. But as long as one is forgetful of his life's mission and acts like an ordinary animal, eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, he must continue his conditioned life of material existence. Such a life is called sarupa vismriti, forgetfulness of one's real constitutional position. Therefore, in Vedic civilization, one is trained in the very beginning of life as a brahmachari. A brahmachari must execute austerities 
and refrain from sex indulgence. Therefore, if one is completely trained in the principles of brahmacharya, he generally does not enter household life. He is then called a naishtika brahmachari, which indicates total celibacy. King Parikshit was thus astonished that the great king Priyavrata, although trained in the principles of naishtika brahmacharya, entered household life. The words Bhagavata Atmarama are very significant in this verse. If one is self-satisfied, as is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is called Bhagavata Atmarama. There are different types of satisfaction. Karmis are satisfied in their fruitive activities. Jnanis are satisfied to merge into the effulgence of Brahman. And devotees are satisfied to engage in the Lord's service. The Lord is self-satisfied because He is fully opulent. And one who is satisfied by serving Him is called Bhagavata Atmarama. Manushyanam Sahasreshu Out of many thousands of persons, one may endeavor for liberation. And in many thousands of persons, attempting to become liberated, one may achieve liberation from the anxieties of material existence and become self-satisfied. Even that satisfaction, however, is not the ultimate satisfaction. The jnanis and karmis have desires, as do the yogis, but the devotees have no desires. Satisfaction in the service of the Lord is called akama, freedom from desire. And this is the ultimate satisfaction. Therefore, Maharaj Prichit inquired, how could one who was fully satisfied on the highest platform be satisfied with family life? The word para-bhava in this verse is also significant. When one is satisfied in family life, he is doomed because he must already have forgotten his relationship with the Lord. Prahlad Maharaj describes how the activities of family life implicate one more and more. Atmatpatam griham antakupam Household life is like a dark well. If one falls into this well, his spiritual death is assured. How Priyavrata Maharaj remained a liberated Paramahamsa, even within family life, is described in text 23 of this chapter. Text 2 Devotees, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> devotees are certainly liberated persons. Therefore, the greatest of the brahmanas, therefore, O greatest of the brahmanas, they cannot possibly be absorbed in family affairs. Purport. In Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it is said that by executing devotional service to the Lord, 
one can understand the transcendental position of the living being and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be understood by any means except bhakti. The Lord confirms this in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.14.21 Bhaktyaham ekaya grayaha Only by executing devotional service can one appreciate me. Similarly, in Bhagavad Gita 18.55 Lord Krishna says Bhaktya mam abhijanati Simply by discharging devotional service one can understand me. Thus, for a bhakta to become attached to family affairs is impossible, since a bhakta and its associates are liberated. Everyone is searching after ananda, or bliss. But in the material world, there can never be any bliss. It is only possible in devotional service. Attachment for family affairs and devotional service are incompatible. Therefore, Maharaj Pariksit was somewhat <clears throat> surprised to hear that Maharaj Priyavrata was simultaneously attached to devotional service and to family life. Text 3 Elevated Mahatmas who have taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are fully satiated by the shade of those lotus feet. Their consciousness cannot possibly become attached to family members. Purport Srila Narottam Das Thakur is sung Nitai Padakamala Koti Chandra Shushitala Ye Chayaya Jagat Judaya he describes the shade of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda as being so nice and cooling that all materialists who are always in the blazing fire of material activities may come under the shade of his lotus feet and be fully relieved and satisfied. The distinction between family life and spiritual life can be experienced by any person who has undergone the tribulations of living with a family. One who comes under the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord never becomes attracted to the activities of family life. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 2.59 Pramdrishtva nivartate One gives up lower engagements when he experiences a higher taste. Thus one becomes attached Thus one becomes detached from family life as soon as he comes under the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Text 4 The king continued, O great Brahmana, this is my great doubt. How is it possible for a person like King Priyavrata, who was so attached to wife, children and home, to achieve the topmost infallible perfection in Krishna consciousness. Purport King Prikshit wondered how a person 
so attached to wife, children and home could become so perfectly Krishna conscious. Prahlad Maharaja said, Matir na Krishna padataksvatova mito vipadyeta grihavratanam A grihavrata who has taken a vow to execute family duties has no chance to become Krishna conscious. This is because most Griyavratas are guided by sense gratification and therefore gradually glide down to the darkest regions of material existence. Adanta Gobir, Vishatam, Tamisram. How can they possibly become perfect in Krishna consciousness? Maharaj Prikshit asked Shukadeva Goswami to resolve this great doubt. Text 5 Sri Shukadeva Goswami said What you have said is correct. The glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who was praised in eloquent transcendental verse by such exalted person, uh, personalities as Brahma are very pleasing to great devotees and liberated persons. One who was attached to the nectarian honey of the Lord, Lord's lotus feet and whose mind is always absorbed in his glories may sometimes be checked by some impediment, but he still never gives up the exalted position he has acquired. Purport Shishukadev Goswami accepted both of the king's propositions that a person who is advanced in Krishna consciousness cannot embrace materialistic life again and that one who has embraced materialistic life cannot take up Krishna consciousness at any stage of his existence. Although accepting both these statements, Shukadeva Goswami qualified them by saying that a person who has once absorbed his mind in the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead may sometimes be influenced by impediments, but he still does not give up his exalted devotional position. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, there are two kinds of impediments to devotional service. The first is an offense at the lotus feet of a Vaishnava. This is called Vaishnava Aparad. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu warned his devotees not to commit Vaishnava Aparad, which he described as the mad elephant offense. When a mad elephant enters a beautiful garden, it destroys everything, leaving a barren field. Similarly, the power of Vaishnava Parat is so great that even an advanced devotee becomes almost devoid of his spiritual assets if he commits it. Since Christian consciousness is eternal, it cannot be destroyed altogether, but advancement may be checked for the time being. Thus, Vaishnava Aparad is one kind of impediment to devotional service. Sometimes, however, the Supreme Personality of Godhead or His devotee desires to impede one's devotional service. For example, Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha were formerly Jai and Vijay, the gatekeepers 
in Vaikuntha. But by the desire of the Lord, they became his enemies for three lives. Thus the desire of the Lord is another kind of impediment. But in both cases, the pure devotee, once advanced in Krishna consciousness, cannot be lost. Following the orders of his superiors, Swayambhuva and Lord Brahma, Priyavrata accepted family life, but this did not mean that he lost his position in devotional service. Krishna consciousness is perfect and eternal, and therefore it cannot be lost under any circumstances. Because the material world is full of obstructions to advancement in Krishna consciousness, there may appear to be many impediments. Yet Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, declares in Bhagavad Gita 9.31, Kauntiya Pratijanihi Nami Bhakta Pranashyati. Once one has taken shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord, he cannot be lost. In this verse, the word Shivat, Shivatamam is very significant. Shivatamam means the most auspicious. The devotional path is so auspicious that a devotee cannot be lost under any circumstances. This is described in the Srimad Bhagavad Gita by the Lord Himself. Parta naivayana mutra minashas tasya vidyate My dear Arjuna, for a devotee, there is no question of being lost either in this life or in the next. Bhagavad Gita 6.40 In Bhagavad Gita 6.43, the Lord clearly explains how this is so. Tatratang buddhi yoga nam labate parva dehikam yatate chatato buyat sangsidao kudunandana by the order of the Lord, a perfect devotee sometimes comes to this material world like an ordinary human being. Because of his previous practice, such a perfect devotee naturally becomes attached to devotional service, apparently without cause. Despite all kinds of, of devotional, despite all kinds of impediments, <clears throat> due to surrounding circumstances, he automatically perseveres in devotional service and gradually advances until he once again becomes perfect. Bilvamungal Thakur had been an advanced devotee in his previous life, but in his next life he became greatly fallen and was attached to a prostitute. Suddenly, however, his entire behavior was changed by the words of the very prostitute who had so much attracted him, and he became a great devotee. In the lives of exalted devotees, there are many such instances proving that one, once one has taken the sh to the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, he cannot be lost. Kuntiya pratijanihi nami bhakta pranashyati. The fact is, however, that one that one becomes a devotee when he is completely freed from all reactions to sinful life. As Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita 
yesham dvantagatam papam jananam punya karmanam te dvandva mohanirmukta bhajante mam dridavrataha Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life, whose sinful actions are completely eradicated and who are freed from the duality of illusion, engage themselves in my service with determination. On the other hand, as Prahlad Maharaj said, Matirna Krishne Padatak Satova Mito Bipadyeta Griha Vritanam a person who is too attached to materialistic family life, home, family, wife, children, and so on, so on, cannot develop Krishna consciousness. These apparent contradictions are resolved in the life of a devotee by the grace of the Supreme Lord. And therefore, a devotee is never bereft of his position on the path of liberation, which is described in this verse as Shiva Tamam Padavim. Text 6. <coughs> Shukadev Goswami continued My dear King, Prince Priyavrata was a great devotee because he sought the lotus feet of Narada, his spiritual master, and thus achieved the highest perfection in transcendental knowledge. With advanced knowledge, he always engaged in discussing spiritual subjects and did not divert his attention to anything else. The prince's father then asked him to take charge of ruling the world. He tried to convince Priyavrata that this was his duty, as indicated in the revealed scriptures. Prince Priyavrata, however, was continuously practicing bhakti-yoga by constantly remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead, thus engaging all his senses in the service of the Lord. Therefore, although the order of his father could not be rejected, the, pr the prince did not welcome it. Thus he, he very conscientiously raised the question of whether he might be diverted from devotional service by accepting the responsibility of ruling over the world. Purport Srila Narottam Dastakur has sung Chadiya Vaishnava Seva Nistara Paye Chekeva Without serving the lotus feet of a purity Vaishnava or spiritual master, no one has ever attained perfect liberation from material bondage. Prince Priyavrata regularly served the lotus feet of Narada, and thus the prince perfectly understood transcendental subjects in truth, satatva. The word satatvaha means that Priyavrata knew all the facts about the spirit soul the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the relationship between the Spirit Soul and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that he also knew all about this material world and the relationship of the Spirit Soul 
and the Supreme Lord within the material world. Thus the prince decided to engage himself only in rendering service to the Lord. When Priyavrata's father, Swayambhubhavanu, requested him to accept the responsibility of ruling over the world, he did not welcome the suggestion. This is a symptom of a great liberated devotee. Even though engaged in worldly affairs, he does not take pleasure in them, but always remains absorbed in the Lord's service. While thus serving the Lord, he deals externally with worldly affairs without being affected. For example, although he has no attraction for his children, he cares for them and educates them to become devotees. Similarly, he speaks to his wife with affectionate words, but he is not attached to her. By rendering devotional service, a devotee acquires all the good qualities of the Supreme Lord. Lord Krishna has had 16,000 wives, and all of them very beautiful. And although he dealt with each of them as a beloved husband, he was not attracted or attached to any of them. In the same way, although a devotee may enter family life and act very affectionately toward his wife and children, he is never attached to these activities. This verse states that by serving the lotus feet of his spiritual master, Prince Priyavrata soon, very soon, attained the perfectional stage of Krishna consciousness. This is the only way to advance in spiritual life, as stated in the Vedas, Yasyadeva Prabhaktir Tata Devi Tata Karo Tasyaite Katita Yarta Prakashante Mahatmanaha. If one has unflinching faith in the Supreme Lord and the Spiritual Master, the essence of all Vedic knowledge is revealed to him. Śrītaśvatāra Upanishad 6.23 A devotee always thinks of the Lord continuously. While chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, the words Krishna and Hare immediately remind him of all of the Lord's activities. Since his entire life is engaged in the service of the Lord's activity, since his, I'm sorry, since his entire life is engaged in the service of the Lord, a devotee cannot forget the Lord at any time just as an ordinary man always engages his mind in material activities, a devotee always engages his mind in spiritual activities. This is called Brahma-sattra, or meditating upon the Supreme Lord always. Prince Priyavrata was perfectly initiated into this practice by Sri Narada. Text 7 well, how long is this purport? Long.
two pages. Mm, okay, we'll do one more. Text seven. Sri Shukadeva Goswami continued. The first created being and most powerful demigod in this universe is Lord Brahma, who was always responsible for developing universal affairs. Born directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he dedicates his activities to the welfare of the entire universe, for he knows the purpose of the universal creation. This supremely powerful Lord Brahma, accompanied by his associates and the personified Vedas, left his own abode in the highest planetary system and descended to the place of Prince Priyavrata's meditation. Purport Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Self, Atma, is the source of everything, as explained in the Vedanta Sutra, Janmadhyasya Yataha. Because Brahma was born directly from Lord Vishnu, he is called Atma Yoni. He is also called Bhagavan, although generally Bhagavan refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, or Lord Krishna. <clears throat> Sometimes great personalities, such as demigods like Lord Brahma, Narada, or Lord Shiva, are also addressed as Bhagavan because they carry out the purpose of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Brahma is called Bhagavan because he is the secondary creator of this universe. He, he is always thinking of how to improve the situation of the conditioned souls who have come to the material world to enjoy material activities. For this, for this reason, excuse me, I'm getting all these things appearing on my screen. Excuse me. For this reason, he disseminates the Vedic knowledge throughout the universe for everyone's guidance. Vedic knowledge is divided into two parts, Pravritti Marg and Nivriti Marg. Nivriti Marg is the path of negating sense enjoyment. And Pravritti Marg is the path by which the living entities are given a chance to enjoy and at the same time are directed in such a way that they can go back home, back to Godhead. Because ruling over this universe is a great responsibility, Brahma must force many Manus in different ages to take charge of universal affairs. Under each Manu, there are different kings who also execute the purpose of Lord Brahma. It is understood from previous explanations that the father of Dhruva Maharaj, King Uttanapad, ruled over the universe because his elder brother, Priyavrata, practiced austerity from the very beginning of his life. Thus, up to the point of the Prachetas, the kings of the universe were all descendants of Uttanapad Maharaj.
since there were no suitable kings after the Prachetas, Swayambhubamanu went to the Gandamadana hill to bring back his eldest son, Priyavrata, who was meditating there. Swayambhubamanu requested Priyavrata to rule over the universe. When he refused, Lord Brahma descended from the supreme planetary system known as Satyaloka to request Priyavrata to accept the order. Lord Brahma did not come alone. He came with other great sages like Marichi, Atreya and Vasishta to convince Priyavrata that it was necessary for him to follow the Vedic injunctions and accept the responsibility of ruling over the world. Lord Brahma also brought with him the personified Vedas, his constant associates. What a lineup. <clears throat> a significant word in this verse is Swabhavanat, indicating that Lord Brahma descended from his own abode. Every demigod has his own abode. Indra, the king of demigods, has his own abode, as do Chandra, the lord of the moon planet, and Surya, the predominating deity of the sun planet. There are many millions and there are many millions of demigods, and the stars and planets are their respective homes. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Yanti Deva Vrita Devan. Those who worship the demigods go to their different planetary systems. Lord Brahma's abode, the highest planetary system, is called Satyaloka, or sometimes Brahmaloka. Brahmaloka usually refers to the spiritual world. The abode of Lord Brahma is Satyaloka, but because Lord Brahma resides there, it is sometimes it is also sometimes called Brahmaloka. And that brings us almost to seven fifty. And we will stop our reading for today. We have entered into the fifth canto. And tomorrow night we will start at text eight. And in the meantime, we will wait anxiously, but patiently, for the reflections of the assembled Vaishnavas. Hare Krishna. First, we have one from Rati Manjuri. Yes, Rati. She says, thank you, for deep, thank you deeply for shining forth the eternal light of the Bhagavatam into our lives. Well, I'm just sitting here and reading it out loud, but <clears throat> Vaisheshika Prabhu, my best friend, inspired the whole ISKCON world last this year, earlier, to distribute 45,880 sets of Srimad Bhagavatam. That's 885,000 books. And in this way, the, the Bhagavatams are going out there and they're getting put in people's homes. 
And even if they can't take full advantage, they're there. And in the future, more and more people will take advantage. So this distribution of Srila Prabhupada's books, especially the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, it, they're already in the process of enlight, enlightening or, or uh, re-spiritualizing the world. It's just a matter of time. We're separated from that simply by time. Nothing more. Hare Krishna. Oh, sorry. Your first comment was actually Jai Guru Maharaj. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. We have a few emojis. A few emojis? Radhananda Devi Dasi. Okay, we'll start gives, collecting them. Gives a heart. Okay. Rai Kanu Devi Dasi also. Radhananda, thank you. And who? Rai Kanu Devi Rai Kanu, thank you very much. Now from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hmm. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Jai Ho. The real shelter of the soul. All glories to your daily reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to the Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada for giving me this service. Jai. He says, All glories to Srila Prabhupada and my humble obeisances to all assembled devotees. Jai Ho. Now, Braj Vallabha. Yes, Braj Vallabha. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. There are many devotees. Many devotees in household life trying to be devotees, chanting, etc. How does one break free from household reality? Uh, by, by practicing Krishna consciousness. That means hearing the Bhagavatam carefully, scrutinizingly, uh, cover to cover, again and again, and again and the heart becomes purified and the knowledge becomes uh, manifest in the heart that everything actually belongs to Krishna including our family our possessions everything and is meant to be used in the service of Krishna so by using everything in the service of Krishna including one's family, family members one becomes transcendentally situated and goes back to Godhead. So, uh, the idea that one cannot be a devotee if one is in household life is not correct, actually. You have to hear everything in context and you have to be able to put together these thoughts and, yes, come to the conclusion. This is the tattva. This is the, the sadanta. One can become a pure devotee from any position and will hear about how to do this in this section of the Bhagavatam about Priyabrata, who came down from the Paramahamsa sannyas stage to take charge of the universe and live with family and 
and do family life at the same time. And after that, he went back to Godhead. So it depends on us. But if a person is materialistic, then householder life will not permit him to uh, perfect one's life, spiritual life. Hare Krishna. Everything Bhaktivinoda Thakur described how he saw his house, his home, and his family turn into Vaikuntha, in, into Goloka Vrindavan, by his devotional service. So, performing devotional service is the secret to success from any stage of life. So, this is talking about materialistic householders. That's why Grihavrata was used, not Grihasta. However, it can be said, and Śrīla Prabhupāda said it often, that even though that's true, um, householder life, from the position of householder life, it's more difficult. It's more difficult because there are more distractions and more attachments. But if one uses the resources that he earns uh, to push forward Krishna consciousness, then he becomes transformed. Hare Krishna. may not be easy, but it's worth the effort. Hare Krishna. <laughs> he says, thanks for putting the truth in my ear holes. <laughs> Thanks, Braj. You're 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 a classic. Very endearing. Thank you very much. I thank you very much. It was a very auspicious beginning of the fifth canto. And Srimad uh, Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Something else. One from Rati. It's coming. Rati. I knew something more was coming from Rati. He says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. It is exciting that we have entered into the fifth canto. Congratulations. Thank you for explaining that tonight's reading was describing materialistic household life. Yes. Now we have one more actually from Bhakta Peter. Oh, Bhakta Peter, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I love how Prabhupada glorifies the Gita through, through the purports of the Bhagavatam. Yes, very good point. He references to them perfectly and brings new light to Krishna's transcendental poetry. Bhagavad Gita 640. Quote, My dear Arjuna, for a devotee there is no question of being lost, neither in this life or the next. End quote. This is certainly reassuring to hear. 
Is it so that there is still every chance of us becoming temporarily lost? If so, should we, should we, must we stay vigilant even in the midst of great reassurance? Absolutely. We should develop a healthy fear of maya. Healthy fear of maya means careful. Deal with the material energy very carefully and make sure that whatever you've been given uh, by your prarabdha karma or by the uh, actions and reactions of the material nature in the service of the Lord. And you stay fixed in performing devotional service then from any stage in life you can attain perfection. It may be difficult, but as I said before, it's worth the effort. It's worth the uh, austerity. Human life is meant to perform austerity. When Lord Brahma was first created, he hurt. He was. He didn't. Could. He didn't know what to do. He was in a universe, and it was just him. Just him on, on the on the lotus flower, and the lotus, there was a stem growing from the lotus flower. So he gets down out of curiosity. He's most intelligent. Only the most intelligent jiva can attain the, the position of Brahma. And he, while he was doing that, he couldn't find a source of his existence. So while he was doing that, he heard the words ta-pa. Ta-pa means uh, penance, austerity. And so he sat down in meditation until... Lord Vishnu appeared to him and finally Krishna in his original form. And Krishna told him, this penance that you did with devotion is my heart. So doing austerity with devotion in devotional service is the Lord's heart. And this way you get the, the well-wishing of the Lord his mercy. And by that mercy, uh, you can traverse the ocean of material nations, existence, and return back to the spiritual world. Just as easily as you will step over the calf's hoof print. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati. Krishna says, that was a relief, I think in relation to her previous comment. Yes. Um, it was beautiful to hear about the lotus feet of the Lord, the power of the shade of the Lord's lotus feet and the soothing rays of Lord Nityananda's lotus feet. Yes, absolutely. Which have more cooling than millions of moons. Yes, absolutely. Even though I can't really understand the reality of these statements, they give me hope. Well, Rati, it's up to us. You know, the sun shines everywhere. The moon shines everywhere. But if we stay in a cave and don't come out, then the sun can't, can't shine on us. So keep going out, Rati, and sing your heart out and attract other devotees to go into the public and chant as you do very nicely and everything will be revealed to you with time. Hare Krishna. He says, may we all engage in the austerity of hearing, chanting, and spreading Krishna consciousness. Yes, that is the secret 
That is the essence. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for all their lovely reflections and the serious uh, nature of the reflections of the, in these daily readings is becoming uh, contagious and it is spreading. More devotees are actually taking up this hearing and chanting uh, and it's partially due to your mercy. I just got one more in. Who? From um, Dayonitai. Dayonitai, Hare Krishna. He says, Dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept me. Please accept my obeisance. Hare Krishna. Thank you for tonight's reading. Although my questionnaire may appear challenging, it is not intended to be. In the light of what we heard tonight about a man's dark future when attached to family members, how again do we properly understand Arjuna's being entirely swept away by Srimati Subhadra's beauty to the extent of being unable to think of anything else? All, un all under Sri Krishna's supervision. Kindly clarify. Thank you very much. Your servant, I only Go to the pastimes of the Lord and then you'll find out. <laughs> the eternal pastimes of the Lord are not material activities. It is not material activity. As a result, Abhimanyu was, was born. And as a result, Maharaj Prikshit was born. That was the pastime of the Lord. It's not within the material world. Not to be compared to the material world. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as we hear the glories of Priyavrata Maharaj. <laughs>